welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. And I'm your herd mom, Megan. And we are coming to you on a Monday this week, uh, because today, Monday, is May 4th. It's the very special day. It's my brother Ryan's birthday. Well, That's what the day we're special. recording it. No, or is tomorrow. it Monday? Oh, yeah. he got an early birthday. Yes. That punk. Because <laughs> um, it's the only day that we were all. No, it doesn't matter because of Ryan. It matters because of Star Wars. You're right. Uh, He's that's, not the that's favorite. What, that's what uh, everything comes down to is Star Wars. Yeah. And so uh, it's May 4th. It's a special little day for us nerds and whatnot. And it's the day that they try and sell us a whole bunch of stuff. And they try and put out a whole bunch of cool news and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. happen. Try so, and succeed. Yeah. So we wanted to jump in on the madness. Um, and But do it casually. And uh, kind of just go back to something. We did Q&As uh, very early on and had a lot of fun with those uh, as their own episodes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back when we did five-day content, and that did not last very long. So um, we kind of just looked at each other uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. We look at each other like, a lot. We are married. Very true. And we were just like, hey, let's do something chill and casual for uh, May 4th. And we just happened to settle on doing a Q&A. And we've got some Qs and you're going to get some As while you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a pretty good response uh, to questions. Some interesting, some um, some very proby, you know, proby. very uh, very typical proby, like where's your nerd credit at? Mm-hmm. Um, others are very, very different and very interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll definitely be an interesting uh, episode for sure. But, um, again, just something casual, something for you to listen to, uh, in your May 4th madness or your revenge of the fifth madness, whenever you decide to celebrate. And, um, one Uh, more thing before we get like super started. Fine. It's okay. I don't have an order to this at all. No, it's fine. I needed to, I needed to re remind you of something. Okay. Justin told me, hi, Justin. He reminded me that you're going to fist fight Elijah Wood. Yes. <laughs> and I want to know if you're um, still in on that. Is that your cue for the day? You only get one. John, are you going to fist fight Elijah Wood anymore I am going to punch that hobbit in the face. <laughs> I dare him to come on the show so I can punch him in the face. I dare him to come on the show so that I can just like <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Elijah Dominic Monaghan would set it up if I asked. No, enough. Maybe. There was a whole thing where he was going to fight Billy Boyd. So, I don't know. Maybe he'll fight you. Hey, there you go. I mean, you know, he's the least favorite hobbit. I mean, come on. Whoa. Of course he is. They're all the favorite. You've got Merry, you've got Pippin, you've got, I mean, even Merry and Pippin. Come on. Come on. Who likes Frodo? Gandalf. Bilbo. And what has his good judgment gotten us? A lot. (laughs) Not a lot, actually. (laughs) Okay. That's my cue for the day, and there I guess go. I got my Yes, day. I am still willing uh, and able to fight uh, a hobbit, uh, specifically if that hobbit is Elijah Wood. And you know what? I mean, somebody's got to put him in his place. <laughs> he's he's really gotten some He's money. had it too good for he's, too long. He's, he's really gotten, gotten, gotten it good lately, and, you know, somebody's <laughs> got to bring him down to size again. You know what would be funny? If we actually like advertised, hey, Elijah Wood's <laughs> gonna be on the show, and just Daniel Radcliffe oh, comes yes, out of nowhere. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be very fun. Um, so yes, uh, and also shout out to Justin. He um, 
he really enjoyed our uh, the Rise of Skywalker episode, which was really cool because we were not nearly a hundred percent on that. It. So um, yeah, I mean, and even still, we're not entirely a hundred percent with everything going on, but we're still putting out content, which is hence why we wanted to do something fun and casual, and we you know put it out there to a lot of our Star Wars friends and everything. And so we're, we're looking forward to shouting them out and um, thank you everyone that sent in questions. I think we've gotten everybody. If we happen to miss and yours doesn't show up here, it is not on purpose at all. Um, I was just tired probably. Yeah. But um, hit us up if we missed you because we'll definitely still a your cue. Um, Can we start? No, say it like no, that? no, that's the only way to say it. Okay. Um, we'll so in no particular order at all, what I figured I would do is, um, Again, just because there's such a wide array, um, I thought it'd be interesting. Is I'll I'll go through the questions and let you take first bat, and then um, okay. and then I'll pick it up from there. Like Elijah Wood, I'll let you hit him first, and then I'll go I in don't for the kill. I want to hit Elijah Wood. You do. Everyone wants to hit Elijah Wood deep down. Look at his face. It's beautiful. Everybody. Wants he was to hit the Elijah good son Wood. Uh, of the woods. No, have you never seen that movie? No, what the good movie? son. It's him and Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Uh, Wait, is and Macaulay Culkin's the evil one, right? Yes. There's a cliff in that movie. Yeah. Oh, dude. Did, did Elijah Wood die? No, he was the good one? He was the good son. Dang it. I was rooting for Macaulay Culkin, and I've never even seen the movie. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Elijah Wood, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, so starting off, we've got good friend of the show, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Uh, Ryan Bullock. Uh, he asked... What Star Wars live action or animated series would you like to see be made? Uh, can be any era, brand new, or characters we already know. Um, this is interesting because, I mean, you know, Clone Wars is wrapping up the day mm-hmm. this releases. Um, and right now we have no confirmed animation Star Wars projects on the horizon. And that's new for us in the past 10 mm-hmm. years. So um, a yeah. lot, lot could happen with that. Um, well, honestly, I'd like an aftermath kind of story, but instead of after the Empire, I'd like an after the Clone Wars kind of thing. Hmm. Like, instead of going around with the the Jedi that we know, like Cal Kestis and Kanan and all of our lovely friends, uh, instead of stories that we already kind of know, mm-hmm. why not we, why not we, why <laughs> not we, John, um, why not a story of some clones mm. like have Wolf dealing with the fact that he killed his probably best friend. He didn't do it. No, but he gave the order. No, no. I mean, Sidious directly like transmitted into, I think his name's Jag. The the clone pilot that shoots Plo down is not, oh. I mean, he's part of Wolfpack. Sure. But he's not. Yeah. Well then mm-hmm. still. Yeah. I mean, that's the interesting thing. Cause I mean, also, his Wolf name is was probably. I think. I think. I don't want to confirm or deny, but I believe his name is Jag. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't actually Wolf because yeah. um, Wolf's not a pilot. He was probably on the ground somewhere. Somewhere. But point still stands. No, People yeah, I, I think that's really interesting. Or even just like members of the Republic. We've got Bad Batch now. Exactly. You know, they're they're out there. We. I mean, we like just. Echo. Yeah, just we just got into them. Uh, right before Order sixty six, so it's one of those things. I mean, it would be it would be really interesting in general. Um, yeah. Do you think Solid Snake got the call? I don't know. I mean, there's the question out there of since they're defective and you know, quote unquote, like yeah. 
would they operate the same? Is there a chance that they didn't have one? Who I don't know. Mm. It's I don't. It's really interesting. I mean, they didn't serve with Jedi typically. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's one of those interesting things where it's like they could have easily gone without. But I don't. Yeah. It the transition from Clone Wars to Empire is definitely interesting from a soldier's perspective. Yeah. So and I think that would make for good storytelling in general. Yeah. If Anno was still alive, his story would be interesting. Anno, Uncle Anno. Yeah. Yeah. Anaconda four. His it's Anaconda don't. <laughs> it, it, it definitely don't. It, he's dead now, so it don't. Um, I would like a live action. So you're going animated. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Or live action. I don't know. I feel like you can do a lot more with animation. Nah, just Tamara Morrison just running around doing stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just, I think there's a lot more possibilities with animation with that sort of scale. Yeah, Um, definitely. I'd love a live action. I think I've said this before, but something like with uh, Palpatine. I would like a Palpatine series uh, detailing sort of his grooming and rise to power and how he got into the political field. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously dealing with training with Plagueis and all this other stuff. I, I, I really love, um, I mean, and I know two, maybe three seasons. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I don't care if it's limited or long, but I, I mean, would, I would just yeah. love to fill in some of those gaps and cause Palpatine prior to episode one is not very explored. So I, I think that would be really good grounds for, uh, a little mini series, um, and, I mean, you can do a good, small cast of characters. Mm-hmm. You don't need a whole lot to that. Matt Smith. Ideally. Yeah. Um, Where I was mean, he? Huh? Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. I feel like he was a character that might have gotten cut unless he might have been that thing that was in the swamp. Or th- There's a lot of cut stuff that yeah. we didn't get to see play out. So when he joined or was rumored to join... Um, there's no telling where they were in terms of what was going to be in yeah. the final film. I'm just happy that Lin-Manuel Miranda was there. Right, because he took a lunch break at the right time, apparently. He did. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is a really good one. Um, I think we both kind of already had good ideas of that, because just yeah. based on what we're, our interests are. Yeah, because um, we just talk because yeah. we're married. Um, I think... I think there's plenty more. I mean, you could do something with the Sith. You could do something, uh, you know, uh, Indiana Jones style thing with Luke after episode six, where he's hunting Jedi stuff. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a it lot. Belongs of, in a museum. Yeah, basically. I mean, there's a there's a lot of possibilities, um, and I really do hope that Star Wars animation doesn't go anywhere. I feel oh, yeah. like there would not be the current Star Wars without Star Wars animation. So. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like we have to be getting something down the road. What it is, is a very, very good question because we've always had a show that's tied to a greater conflict. Clone Wars, the Rebellion, Resistance. So it'll be interesting. I mean, both of ours are similarly small scale, but mm-hmm. still connected to the bigger picture. So it'd be interesting to see them tackle something like that uh, versus a pretty cut and dry of soldiers and fighting and war, you yeah. know. Well, so. because we love stories about people. Exactly. Well, and they're luckily they're good at making, and you know, and it's not to criticize one over the other, but it's, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they clearly give personality to people, uh, even with the war aspect. So, I mean, it, that's the thing is Star Wars animation is just such great storytelling. There has to be plenty mm-hmm. of it in the future of Star Wars for sure. Uh, Shannon Smith. Um, I like their uh, at 
Most of these come from uh, Twitter, by the way. Uh, it's at ScuttlebutterSS. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's a play on uh, military slang, and it's also just Scuttlebutters. <laughs> just the <laughs> oh, word gosh. scuttle and the word butt and the word butters. Exactly. Just delightful words. Um, they asked, this is a little bit more of a nerdy deep cut. Uh, do you think Stephen Daldry, who wrote the script for Kenobi when it was going to be a movie, will have any credit on the show? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because it just yeah. depends on how much is retained. Um, yeah, the movie biz is... Yeah, I mean, they could have scrapped everything as soon as they started looking at a show. Um, but, I mean, usually when they adapt for writing, um, as long as things are in good terms, they tend to be like, oh, it was also, you know, written by this person and this person. It, like, you know, they kind of cite who had involvement. Yeah. Um, and they tend to have, like, a special thanks I mean, that it, that whole stuff is just still so shrouded in mystery. Um, and honestly, I haven't really dwelt on it very much. No. Um, so, I mean, it, it would be interesting. I, I'm always interested yet weary of the possibilities. So, for instance, like with The Rise of Skywalker, you know, I was very intrigued by the yeah. original script stuff. It was really interesting to see how someone else would have done it. Giant baby. What? Giant baby head with an oracle yeah. on it. Um, well, I mean, that was in. Uh, that but was delightful. Can I just say? It, it, it is interesting when you give Star Wars to someone and see what they do with it. And so I'm always intrigued to know what someone else would have done. Uh, but again, I try not to let that affect like, like what actually happened. Yeah. Uh, it's purely out of weird interest. So, I mean, down the road, that would be something I'd love to kind of see is what different people would have done. I mean, we have a really good novel out there of Kenobi, um, if not necessarily my favorite interpretation of Kenobi during his isolation. It's still a pretty solid book back from the original era of, of you know, Star Wars books mm -hmm. and whatnot. It's no longer canon, but... Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you give this character to somebody and see what they do with it. It's interesting sometimes. Yeah. And if you're a comic fan, like we are, you you get to kind of see that play out sometimes with characters like Superman and Batman and Captain Oh, yeah. Marvel I mean, that's like that's that. why there's so many multiverses or different, yeah. you know, interpretations. I mean, it, you know, we were literally just talking about it with um, Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles earlier today. Mm -hmm. Because um, that's what we talk about. Right. You know, different we're eight years old. <laughs> yeah, different shows by different people for different periods and different mm -hmm. audiences have different results. So exactly. Um, so to answer your question, I don't know, um, mm -hmm. but I'm intrigued to see the differences slash comparisons. Yeah, That'd be, I mean, you know, it's always interesting. Um, back to Ryan Bullock, uh, he said, "What would your job or role?" And where would you like to work in the Star Wars galaxy? He says he would love to work at Dex's Diner. Um, seems like a great place to work. I agree. He seems like Dex. Dex would be a great boss. Good hugs. Um, he would teach me lots, tell lots of stories. Um, tell you about his cousin, Pongo. And I would teach him to shower because I don't feel like he does it. No. <laughs> he doesn't look like it. He does not. So uh, job and where you'd like to work. I guess one could influence the other. I mean, the, the, the power of light speed travel means I could live on Kashyyyk and work on Coruscant, I guess. But. It'd be like a 15-minute drive. 
pretty much, which is what it is now, kind of. Yeah. Um, Golly, this is hard. Have you thought about this? Uh, no, I'm I'm literally experiencing <laughs> it with you. Okay. Well, I've said before, like, I think I would like to be a senator mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe, because, mm-hmm. like, it, stuff's going down, man. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'd like to think that I could help. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Outer Rim planets. I mean, it's a very logical approach. Yeah. I mean, so that would mean you're work, working on and living on Coruscant, I guess. Yeah. Living far away from Tatooine. So what would be the most uh, Kentucky planet to hail Tatooine. from? Tatooine! <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so you would be from Tatooine, but you would be a senator yeah. on... Uh, on Coruscant. That's cool. The, I mean, with the idea of bringing the Outer Rim planets in. Yeah, totally. I mean, a very logical approach, a very, you know, what knowing me, what would I do in the Galaxy Far, Far Away kind of approach. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, You've said before that you'd like to be a bounty hunter. Is that still true? I, I kind of, with... A lot more addition to Mandalorian lore. I'd kind of... Mandalore, yes. Yeah, the Mandalore. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I'd have some sort of affiliation with that. Because I like I I love and identify a lot with a lot of the mm-hmm. Mandalorian ideals and, and whatnot. But I feel like I'd almost be a non-terrorist version of Death Watch. Like, I'd, mm-hmm. I feel like I'd be one of those people of... You know, playing both sides in terms yeah. of like, I get what you're saying that we should be all peaceful and weapons down and all this other stuff. And I get what you're saying in that we should be more forward and be more um, self-reliant, you know, but I, I feel like yeah. I would, I would be the one in the middle. What era of Mandalore? Um, definitely pre-Clone Wars, mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like I would fit in with the era just before the shift. Mm-hmm. So- do you think we would still be married? Uh, I'd like possibly, to think so. yeah. yeah. I would like to think so. I would like. To I think mean, so too. I, I think, I think that would totally work out. Where I mean, I'm, you know, living it up on Mandalore and trying to get these people to get their stuff together, and and you're, you know, busting butts in the the Senate and making stuff happen. I would be the one when Palpatine calls for emergency powers, like. No! <laughs> Grandpa, sit down! Exactly. Um, Pizza and Parsecs, a cool um, podcast out there who uh, has some fun little shows. We highly recommend you check it out. Um, they're, they're a fun uh, little group, and they've been super supportive uh, lately, and so yeah. uh, we really appreciate Very them. Sweet. And their question, first, love the show. Thank you. What one to two characters in a universe would you like to be quarantined with and why? Uh, What would you do with them to pass the time? Example, Monopoly with Grievous, Settlers of Catan with Nappa and Vegeta. (laughs) Heck yes. Uh, Hey, Vegeta. Hey, Vegeta. You want your sheep? Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, wow. This is what I was looking forward to. I was really trying to emphasize... You don't have to stick to Star Wars. Exactly. Um, okay. I have my two. Okay, go right ahead. Because One I, two. I glanced in the direction of our pop figures. Okay. <laughs> and I immediately thought, yes. Okay. Okay, number one is Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Okay. Because it's Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Just Jeff Goldblum in it up. Uh-huh. And uh, life uh, 
finds a way. Okay. <laughs> and then number two would be Yaskir from The Witcher. Okay. Or Dandelion. And and what would you do with them to pass time? I don't know, man. Bro out. <laughs> Just like, hey, play us some tunes. I feel you know like that one about the tossing coin? I feel coin? like nothing would get done. Especially not after that baking video that Joey Beatty made. You know, you know what, though? <laughs> that would be what we would do. I, I would not mind sitting down for a warm beverage with Jeff Goldblum. I have come Absolutely around. Absolutely not. After, like, after, I love that man. After watching that Disney Plus show. He is um, my dad. I, I, I would be okay with picking his brain. I feel like it'd be very, very interesting to talk to that man. It would be a very long conversation. But, but he's like, not a character. Um, <laughs> Just Jeff Goldblum. That's why I picked I would Ian like Malcolm. to play. <laughs> a game. I would like to play a game. Uh, I'd like to play werewolf with. Palpatine. Oh gosh. And Dr. Facilier. <laughs> yes. Oh, I like how we both use the tactic of looking at the pop figures. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we've got a rainbow of characters over there yeah. to choose from. I feel like they would both be like very hard to read. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would be the great part about it. It's like Palpatine, are you a werewolf? Right. Like no. I picked the two biggest liars and, and whatnot <laughs> um, that I could think of. So. Dr. Facilia, uh, if you don't know, is from, um, he's the bad guy from Princess and the Frog. Yes. My um, favorite Disney villain. I was doing a Guess Who uh, game with someone recently, and I picked Dr. Facilier, and uh, people are starting to learn my taste, because they were pretty quick to figure out who, who it was. Yes. Um, so, uh, one of my favorite villains from Disney, for sure. Oh, yeah. Who's your so, favorite? Uh, uh, you're putting me on the spot here. I am. Um, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. Because mine are... I've always kind of left it up yeah. to one of my favorites just because I've never actually gone through and really thought hard about the best villain mm-hmm. in my interpretation. My opinion is the better your song is, the more I like you as a villain. So Oogie Boogie and Dr. Facilier are my two favorites. There you go. And then Rescue closely followed by... Mm, uh, technically counts now. He does. So he's he, that's a technicality, acquired. babe. It works. Um, so thank you, Pizza and Parsecs, for that good question. Uh, Holochronicles podcast. Another great podcast, What's friend. What's up? Uh, so was the Trade Federation actually justified in their blockade on Naboo? I love okay. this kind of morality stuff. Technically, no. Technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Debate. Debating. Um, you don't cut off someone's food supply and their ability to leave their planet... Just because they won't sign a freaking peace treaty with you. Sure you do. <laughs> Not when you're the only source of stuff in the freaking planet. I mean, they're a large supplier of it. I mean, basically what they did, I mean, they, now, was it, the better question is, was it right or wrong? And were they justified in upping the taxes of trade routes? Was Probably wrong. not. But because they did raise the taxes and because Naboo refused to pay, they were justified in basically just shutting down the account. And basically just like, okay, well, you're not getting anything. You're not doing anything. You know, I mean, that's the whole reason Palpatine did it is because technically there's a reason for it. There, There is an argument to be had for blockading Naboo. So, I mean, it was very typical in terms of, hey, you you owe me something. So you're not getting yeah. your, you know, you're not getting your shopping cart. And so you, you pay this debt. You owe me $15. So I'm just going to blockade the kitchen. Right, exactly. <laughs> So, I mean, there, there's argument to be had that they had justification. Yeah. Again, the better question is, uh, 
their their justification in upping the taxes in the first place because yes. they knew they could not pay them. Um, that and and that's the thing. Depending mm-hmm. on what you take them to court for, is whether or not you actually get a case. Because if you take them to court yeah. for their blockade, which is what Padme did, there's not real argument. Which is why the Senate was so quick to be like, eh, well, probably not a you know cut and dry answer. Mm-hmm. Now, if she had gone in and said, hey, they're upping the tax routes and they're making it so that I mean, here's here's our living wages, here's what they're demanding. Clearly, these don't add up. That's you know unjustifiable. Oh, you know what? Math. That supports your argument. <laughs> that's, uh, math. That's two very different uh, cases of Shake the a Phantom stick Menace. At God. So math. Uh, if if only she had, if only Padme had been a little bit more uh, sly in her her approach, um, then and the Phantom Menace could have gone very differently. And that's why I would be a senator and you would be a, a free agent because you're coming out with math. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was full. That that was just full on debate mode. I mean, you can argue any way you want. Now, I, but again, I mean, it depends on what you come out from. Yeah. Now she was coming at it from a plea of the heart, so uh-huh. eh, that's not the best plea in, in the Senate. So, but again, logic, logic would have won a lot faster, mm-hmm. even for a senator that wasn't very highly respected at that point in her career. So, well, not senator, but, uh, you know, a monarch, I guess. Yes. She so, was a monarch at the time. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's another really good one. That was, I, I like stuff like that. I like the whole, the big nerd. you know, what, is, is this justified? Is this okay? Do, you know, cause it changes a very big formula of the films and things that we enjoy when you wait, what if this had gone a little differently? Mm-hmm. What if, you know, so it's really yeah. interesting. Did Mace Windu have a warrant? He did not. So technically again, uh, stand your ground law right there. Um, Basically. I, and that was, that was Palpatine's whole thing was, I mean, he was going to work them into a corner where they either did something and it was bad or they didn't do something and it was still bad. Yeah. That is why Papa Palpatine rules the galaxy. That's why you go and play werewolf with them. All right, so now um, I'm going to alternate between a couple because, again, I kind of just have them listed as they came in, and mm-hmm. rather than just harp on, uh, again, we you know put out there one, two, five, however many questions you got, whatever you can think of, just hit us up with it. So some of our friends did take us up on that, so uh, we'll bounce back and forth um, just to make sure to kind of mix it up a little bit. Um, so starting off with our friend Brady. Um, hi, Brady. Hi, Brady. Uh, so in your opinion, what is the best order to watch? And I love that in your opinion. So yes. this is, this is a very this, subjective there is no definitive. answer. Uh, what is your best order to watch all the movies, including Solo and Rogue One? So all of it. All of it. What's the, what's your preferred approach to viewing order? Chronological. So personally. one to nine. One to nine. Like that's how I've always done it is well not always because we had a little bit missing there for a little for a good bit but um i'll even throw the clone wars in there you watch one and two clone wars three like the whole show like the whole show oh dang whole show baby i mean i so i recently yeah um you know i i recently shared a canon list with a friend um that basically compiled literally everything from beginning to end Mm -hmm. comics books tv show like literally everything in chronological order um then four and then the holiday special (laughs) and then five uh no canon only um come on 
I, I your friends. do believe it is worth, I think it's worth it for every fan. And this isn't my answer necessarily, but this is just my kind of soapbox. I think it's worth it for every fan to venture into exploring the fullness of canon mm-hmm. um, to really round things out. So like you said, checking out the shows, especially if you've got kids. So like, yeah. uh, you know, Brady, you and your younglings watching, um, I, I guarantee the boys would love Clone Wars. Yes, um, they I'm, would. I'm pretty sure Rissa would love uh, Resistance. Um, so like... Forces of Destiny. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, there's so much to be able to enjoy. And I think it's really worth it to explore your interests in the fullness of canon. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily just for trivia's sake, but just for enjoying it. Um, you know... That's where a lot of certain questions get answered is from this, that, and the other. But also, it's just a matter of you get to spend more time with characters you really enjoy. You get to explore aspects of the storytelling that you really enjoy. So, I mean, I really think it's worth it to get into everything. So, I, I do agree that at some point, you got to insert other things. Give it a chance. You don't, I mean, I'm not saying if you don't like it, push yourself through it. It's completely, un- I mean, you did this, you tried yeah. Clone Wars and you didn't like it and then I tried it again and you love it. Yeah. That's you, because we watched it in chronological order. That, it, does, it does help. But even still, you never know how you change as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't always like the holiday special. I can appreciate it now. I, I really can. And that's not me trying to be, you know, a Disney shill. That's me being honest in that I can sit and enjoy watching that movie. It, and that. It, entertaining is different than good. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I'm not 100%. defending its quality, but um, so uh, Jefferson Starship shows up. Yeah. So that to say, I, I definitely think that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, on a totally unrelated note to this question, I definitely think it's so worth it to explore further into canon and mm-hmm. all the other things that Star Wars has to offer. Um, taking just the movies. Um, I am still a big believer in, I mean, it depends on the context. And I've kind of always said that. So I, whenever I think of this, because it doesn't matter to me, I've seen everything and I love everything. So mm-hmm. I kind of just watch it however I want to watch it. Yeah. But I, I always think of it in the context of this question as showing it to my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only time I can think of it that it would matter to me. Sitting Boba up in a high chair. Yeah. Yes. So in that context, I'm still a big believer in starting with the original trilogy. I'm still a big believer in starting with episode four, five, and six. Um, Because that's how we did it. Yeah. And and I think that there's there's a difference to how you experience the story, whether or not you know who Darth Vader is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that that's the biggest thing that the whole saga hinges on, but I think it really challenges your thought process when you start this series if you you know hopefully you love it you start the series loving the good guys you love luke skywalker you love leia and han solo and all of these great characters and you hate darth vader because bad and like okay he did that one good thing in the end so it's a happy ending but then you go back Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden this character you've been built up to hate that kind of did one good thing in the end wait now he's the luke skywalker of the story Mm -hmm. he's the one i love you know, I, like, I feel like it really pushes your morality. It pushes your character and, and your and your thought processes yeah. as a young person to go through those challenges of, whoa, wait, do I really know what good versus bad is in yeah. the bigger picture? I mean, that's part of 
why Star Wars was kind of an out there concept for me for a long time was like, in Star Trek, the good guys are good. The bad guys are bad. Yeah. The Romulans. Star Wars is very, yeah. it's it's about your point of view exactly. and your perspective. And like connecting the character of Darth Vader with the character of Anakin Skywalker was so hard for me going right. from the original trilogy and so, to uh, I I would take it as original trilogy, mm-hmm. then watch the prequels, yes. and then uh, go to the sequels, mm-hmm. and then watch the side stories. And that's not to say that Rogue One and Solo are any lesser no. than... They deserve to be appreciated on their own. Exactly. I don't feel that although they are a part of the Skywalker saga, that they directly affect the greater Skywalker story that's mm-hmm. trying to be told. Yes. Um, that So with that, I, I feel like they have to be on their own mm-hmm. when you're first experience. And again, I'm only coming from the perspective of showing it to my kids. So I'm thinking yeah. of this as the big, all right, this is, this is the moment. This is, this is your, you know, big, whether or not we ship you back or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not being shipped back. <laughs> uh, this is, this is the one. So like, I'm thinking of it in the context of how, how do I want them to experience this yeah. in a way that I think will matter and be exciting and emotional mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, so Original trilogy, prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, and side stories is my answer. It's yeah. a little convoluted, mm-hmm. but after that, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Before you watch Solo, you have to watch at least one episode of Clone Wars, though. I, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I already made my case for, I think, after you fall in love with it, go and watch everything. Yeah. <laughs> watch you, everything, read everything, buy everything. At the end of Solo, when you're like, wait, what? He's right. dead? Exactly. Um, can you imagine what it's like for people that just watch the movies for that? Yeah. I can well, oh, because yeah, well, I had a conversation with my brother about it. Yeah, true. There you go. It's like, how is he alive? I don't get it. Um, all right. So uh, really good one there, uh, Brady. Uh, moving yeah. on to another friend of ours, Michael. Michael Hi, Johnson. Michael. Um, by the way, if you like Disney um, and if you like uh, nerdy Disney history and also just uh, mm-hmm. listening to people talk about things they love, um, our friend Michael has a podcast, Soaring with the Disney Dog. Uh, it is also on Anchor and soon to be on Apple Podcasts, so uh, definitely recommend you check it out. Um, yeah. He talks about uh, Main Street uh, in his first couple of episodes, both you know in its older history and and coming into now, um, both mm-hmm. on uh, both sides of Main Street and everything. And so it's really interesting uh, because it's this just kind of time capsule of you know, and being someone who's only recently become a big Disney fan Mm -hmm. and going to Disney. uh, It's really interesting to travel through what it was when it first opened and all that stuff. So uh, do our friend a favor, go check out that um, if you love Disney and all that good stuff. So this is kind of a side, but like, I think I know the exact moment when you became a Disney person. Oh yeah. It's when I saw the first order marching down um, Hollywood Boulevard. The way that your face just like lit up. Oh yeah. And you were like, Oh yep. Yeah, that was the moment it all became real, and um, yeah, Yeah. it was amazing. You can feel however you want about Disneyland or Disney World, but at the same time, there are people who hold it very close. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, as we've said with stuff, I mean, we recently talked about it with Luke Skywalker's character in The Last Jedi, Rey's character in Episode Nine. It's stuff where it's always going to be special and important to other people, and if you don't get it, that's fine, but, you know, it, it... it is what it is. I will never be able to replicate the same joy that I feel watching <laughs> animatronic bears jerk around on stage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
So Michael asked, how did Maz Kanata end up with Luke's lightsaber? Big magnet. Big magnet. Um, you asked this at a really interesting time because the Star Wars main series comics has just started getting into this time period, in the, into the period right after the events of Episode 5. It, it literally, the first panel opens up with Luke getting his hand cut off, and we know now somebody was waiting down there and grabbed his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. We have no idea who that is yet. His um, name was Big Magnet. <laughs> Big Magnet. Big um, Magnet. We don't know who that is yet. Um, and, I, you know, right now Star Wars Comics is kind of on a pause. Um, so we're waiting for uh, Star Wars Comics to come back around um, after the Rona passes and whatnot. Excuse me. The Backstreet Boys <laughs> reunion tour. Yes. Um, but we are getting to uh, the story of that. Maybe not entirely, but we do know somebody got his lightsaber on Bespin. And between there and Maz, it's a little bit easier now to kind of put together. Because if it had just fallen and was just gone and then all of a sudden appeared, that's a very different thing. But knowing someone was there uh, Mm -hmm. and grabbed it, it's a little bit different. So he's currently actually in in the Star Wars comics looking for his lightsaber. So uh, that's uh, actually a current plot point. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll have an answer for that question uh, at a later date. Yeah. Um, moving on to friend of the show and valued patron, uh, Jim. Hi, Jim. Jim Capron. Uh, he asks, in an age of criticism, sarcasm, and cynicism, uh, I'm sorry, where cynicism, uh, in an age where cynicism, Criticism, sarcasm. Jim, all right, next time, not so many big words because apparently I can't read. <laughs> Negative mindsets are yes. prevalent in the fandom. Do you, How do you maintain your love and passion for things in Star Wars that are really important to you but aren't the most popular and or uh, it seems like everyone else has the opposite opinion of you? That's a very deep, good question. It's I, a very it's, deep. It's a very Jim question. It's a very Jim question. Um, I love it. Um, my answer is not a very deep answer. Okay. It's not, it's a very surface level, well, yeah, answer. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't follow those people. That's fair. I actively stay away from the drama. That's why my pin tweet is current, I think. I think my pin tweet is still not bothered to Star Wars. <laughs> Probably. Because honestly, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with that. Fair. I don't necessarily want to get involved with it, mm-hmm. so I stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And then when I do see that stuff, I just become the dude and just like, that's your opinion, man. Mm-hmm. Like, chill. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, um, I think there's still depth to that because it takes a lot of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And it comes I'm down to, <laughs> you know, you, you put out what you get put in. And um, what you connect yourself to is ultimately what kind mm-hmm. of feeds into you. Yeah. So I do think it's sound and good advice to say disconnect from that kind of negativity. Yeah. And it's not that you're going to miss news. You're going to miss people. Right. Honestly. You're going to miss the negativity. Well, I, you know, where, where you disconnect from the negativity, mm-hmm. I think that opens you to 
connect with positivity. And and that's the great thing about the Star Wars fandom is there are so many people, Jim included, yeah. who are people that make Star Wars better by being the kinds of fans that they are. So I I I don't think it's ever a loss if if something is damaging or threatening yeah. to your joy of something, even as simple and silly as Star Wars, but anything, if anything threatens your joy, it's it you're not missing out by cutting that off. Exactly. By, separating yourself from that negativity the only thing i watch or consume to get angry at other people's opinions is watch mojo apparently yeah i get so angry um you know me and uh jim actually talked about so one of the things he does is like he he thoughtfully pushes himself to journal something he enjoys and 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 that uh brings him joy um and that's something i do uh with work not necessarily with star wars but i i agreed in the value of purposefully thinking about positivity creates positivity. It's intentional. Exactly. So, um, so outside of that, um, I, I kind of take a similar approach to you in terms of, I just try not to be bothered with it. So Mm -hmm. it's less of a, I just completely disconnect from it. But I, I kind of go through this sort of thoughtful, um, let uh, kind of this act of mentally letting go. Because mm-hmm. um, even if I blocked a person, even if I unfollowed a person, even if I stopped talking to a person, I'm the type of person mentally to still have those conversations. You know. Um, and so I still upset. So for me, it's much more in my head that mm-hmm. I have to walk through the process of letting go Um and so I guess in a way I do what Jim talks about in terms of one of the ways that I combat negativity in general with my mental health is with positivity. Yeah. So when I have an you know, intrusive negative thought, I battle that with a, a intentional positive thought. And so it's one of these things where, you know, it's just, I choose to focus and stay thoughtful on the positive things. And that's why I watch The Phantom Menace so much. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very happy movie to me. And so usually that's my feel-good movie um, if I, you know, just plop down and watch that. Um, but in general, when I get that hankering for, I want to do this thing because it makes me happy, I just do it. When I want to watch a certain episode or when I want to read a certain thing or when I want to, you know, think about a certain thing, I even sometimes just put, pull up Wikipedia pages of certain characters or things that I enjoy <clears throat> And, and this is much more specific to Star Wars, obviously, but it, it's just feeding that positivity. Yeah. So, and, and you can apply that to anything, uh, really. And I think you should apply that to anything because yeah. if you see that sort of negativity um, and joy-stealing uh, nature in your love of Star Wars, as insignificant, and I am saying that, as insignificant as Star Wars is, that more than likely will show up in the rest of your life. Yeah. So you have to apply the battle of positivity across the board in your life, I think. Um, yeah. And Star Wars is just a part of that. And I'll be honest, like I came to this approach from my natural life of, you know, dealing with negativity mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes from my own brain is you stop the thought process in its tracks. Absolutely. And you say, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I value myself more than this. Right. So therefore, 
I'm going to go watch Jeff Goldblum prance around for a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like, mean, you, you just have to give yourself over to what does, yeah. I mean, as cheesy as it is, I know it was made into such memes and silliness, but you know, you have to give yourself over to what sparks joy. Exactly. What does bring you joy? If it doesn't, guess what? Goodwill can have it. Like, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, it, absolutely. It, it's just, it's gotta be that simple. Um, yeah. Now, is that difficult sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Especially if you have personal relationships with certain people that are growing more negative and everything. But mm-hmm. you have to value your sanity and joy, whether that's Star Wars or in general, more than you value anyone and anything else. Exactly. And that's not selfish. At the end of the day, there's nothing you should abusively put yourself through so that you can endure certain relationships, even though they steal your joy and neg- like it's exactly. the, I mean, you know, there's it's, people that are not worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same logic of, well, they're family. So I have to put up with it. And I, no, you, know, you don't I, No, Yeah. You, <laughs> you literally don't. Um, and, and so it's the same logic of, you know, your, your mental health, your state of mind and your state of being, um, on very deep levels yeah. is very, very important. And you have to treat it like that. Exactly. Um, and that's what's so great about having friends like Jim and so many of the others that are a part of mm-hmm. this episode and a part of our Twitter and Instagram and Facebook communities. Mm-hmm. Having those people um, sparks joy for us. And, and that's specifically why we do Nerd Herder and all of that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, just give yourself over to positivity. Yeah. Be intentional. Be purposeful. Hopefully you're enjoying this extended May 4th uh, episode. We are enjoying it. Good Mm -hmm. conversations come from good questions from good friends and fans and whatnot. You're a good friend. Um, So back to Brady. Um, His last one started a really good conversation. So let's see. Uh, Who is your favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, Who is your favorite hero in the entire Star Wars universe and why? Darth Maul. No. Because he tried to warn folks. No, (laughs) that's not how heroes work. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now, ladies, yeah, cool beans. Um, let me tell you about these trucks. (laughs) (laughs) Expartan me. (laughs) Uh, I can't finish that quote. Favorite hero in the entire Star Wars universe? Captain Rex. Okay. Why? Because he is loyal. Mm -hmm. He is intentional. Okay. He fights for what he believes in. Yes. He, what other Hufflepuff terms can I think of? <laughs> He's a Hufflepuff is Stop what I'm trying, trying to say. Stop trying to make him a Hufflepuff. He, Rex is a Hufflepuff. Okay. There will be people that will back me up it. on this. Sure. He's, he's brave and true. Okay. That's great. Can you find things? Hufflepuffs are very good finders, John. Okay, apparently. He found Anakin. <laughs> there you he go. found Ahsoka. There you go, apparently. Like, but yeah, I think Rex is definitely my favorite like hero in Star Wars because he is constantly like, okay, this is an issue. This is a problem. How can I fix this problem while also preserving the lives of my friends as much as possible? Mm-hmm. And also he's just compassionate. Mm-hmm. Like a Hufflepuff. There you go. Yeah. Very cool. Rex is a Hufflepuff, 2020. There you go. I like it. Um... This is a hard one. Yeah. Should I talk more about how Rex is a Hufflepuff and no, Cody's you're, a Slytherin? You're good. Um, uh, Wolf's a Gryffindor. 
I think uh, now I'm thinking about it. Stop. <laughs> I, we'll we'll sort clones into their appropriate houses at another date. Um, Anakin's. I don't know. I mean, Anakin's I guess I, I guess I just got to go with what I'm thinking now. I mean, we're taking these questions right now. Like, I mean, we I, I've seen yeah. every one of them beforehand, but I have not thought of them exactly. So I gotta you have just the go ability with ability to do that. Yeah. So I just got to go with. Um, First thought was Luke, um, surprisingly. Um, and if that's surprising, or if it's surprising that it's surprising, I guess, um, you got to go watch our uh, the, right, uh, the Last Jedi uh, character dive mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. Uh, just because I was never a big fan of Luke Skywalker um, compared to others. Mm-hmm. Um, cool character and all that stuff, but growing up, I didn't want to be Luke Skywalker. Um and yet, I grew up to be very Luke Skywalker. So I think that for me is why um, I, I like his character, um, especially his later journey. Mm-hmm. Um, just because his greater struggles happen after he reaches a certain point of, you know, in his own words, legendary status. Um, and... I think that he is like all Skywalkers, very flawed. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I identify with all of the Skywalker boys. Really, I do. Um, all two at them. different phases. Oh, no, there's a third. Never mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a solo, <laughs> but still Skywalker. Um, I feel like they all represent different phases in my life. Um, and I guess I just feel very Luke. Uh, in these past few years. And uh, so I, I love Luke for the flawed hero that he is and that in spite of being Luke Skywalker, he's still not perfect. He still doesn't always do the right thing um, initially, but he does always turn around and make it right. And um, there's no way that I can separate my love of Star Wars from that, you know, just iconic sunset scene uh and whatnot and i mean i you know just for feels there's this one youtube video by the negotiator um i've shared many many a time that it's luke skywalker retrospectively um in his last moments going through his journey and he you know where he begins and ends in his greatest moments is with that sunset and so i think of that in terms of i don't necessarily feel like i'm there yet but I look forward to a day I can look at the sunset with peace and purpose. And then I'm going to have to clean up your empty clothes. <laughs> exactly. Just and there you like, go. Um, so Luke Skywalker, there you go. There you go. Deep, deep answer, but yeah. hopefully it's not. I mean, you never know what you're going to get with me. No. You never it's know. It's either going to be Luke Skywalker or Qui-Gon Jinn. <laughs> there you go. I do love Qui-Gon Jinn. I know you love um, Qui-Gon Jinn. I do. So, I mean, I guess if I had to put... So that's a very personal, personal, yeah. personal answer. If I had to put, um, if I had to put a just like, I love this character answer out there, it'd probably be Kakrok, mm-hmm. um, a very unknown Jedi. He's from the comics, um, and he is just a very, very cool character. He's sort of my idealized Jedi kind of yeah. character because he's just so he's so perfect in the spiritual side, but he's also perfectly imperfect in the uh 
what's the word, sort of religious side in terms of the whole, yeah, we got to do what the council says and blah, blah, you know, very, very Qui-Gon, but obviously we get a lot more of Kakruk if you read the comics versus yeah. Qui-Gon. So I think that's why he beats out Qui-Gon, but they're yeah. both favorites for the same reason. Yeah. I mean, I'd say a character that you, your favorite character does not necessarily have to be like the character that you identify with most. Yeah. And so, and, and that's the thing is, so, I mean, I, you know, Luke Skywalker was just the first gut reaction of like, Oh gosh, um, you know, here's my feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely just a, a favorite hero character would be Kakrak. He's, yeah. he's just great. Cause he's like a cool character. Rex is awesome. He's a Hufflepuff mm-hmm. and he's my favorite hero, but I've been in Ahsoka's shoes. Mm-hmm. Like that's exactly. I mean, you, you know, it, there's both perspective. There's, I know those there's, shoes. there's who you are and, and then who you am, would like to be. Yeah. Uh, and that's the beauty of star Wars and the wide array of characters that there are is you can see yourself in one and wish to be another and mm-hmm. both are okay. Yeah. Um, Michael back to Michael. Hey, Michael. Uh, why doesn't Darth Vader sense anything about Leia? He wrote this in all caps, so I think he was very excited about this one. I, I've i always been a person that believes if you're not looking for something, you're probably not going to worry about it. <laughs> like, very true. He didn't really care about Luke until after, you know, he exploded the Death Star mm-hmm. and found out, hey, uh, by the way, there's this kid we know who did the Death Star exploding up. Mm-hmm. His last name is Skywalker, mm-hmm. and then there's that great panel where it's the shattered glass or the the cracked glass all around Darth Vader. It's, yeah, read the comics. Yeah, they're I, visually striking. I I think it it's about opening. Yeah, you know the door was opened for that. Exactly. Um, and also by that point, yeah. Luke was in his own way open to the Force, so he was connected to the Force. We're all connected according to the lore yeah. of the Force. But some people have a foot in the door. Exactly. And so with Leia, she doesn't come to anything of the force until well after episode six. Mm -hmm. So it took Luke thinking of Leia for Darth Vader to hone in on. Oh, wait, because especially I mean, when you do read the comics, Vader and Leia interact on a a lot of instances throughout the the years that pass by between episode four and six. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that could have happened, but because she's just Leia and she sees herself as just Leia and he sees herself as just Leia. Yeah. She's just Leia. She's not a Skywalker. And even like Ahsoka and Darth Vader mm-hmm. is like, he wasn't looking for Ahsoka. Right. He didn't know she was alive. Mm-hmm. So when she reaches out to him to figure out what, What's, right. What all of a sudden, oh, oh, she's alive. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it, I think you have to look at it in that door sense, like you mm-hmm. you mentioned. It, it depends on what doors are open or not open. Exactly. Some um, people can force a door open, such true. as Leia and Ben. True. But but I, even then, that I mean, it takes a lot to yeah. mentally and spiritually do that. And I like to think that he was always kind of open to his mom. It was unlocked, even though it said it was locked. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, from our friend Jesse over at Game Infinite. Um, if you don't know, uh, we did a promo a while back, but Game Infinite is a platform that supports, even though it's Game Infinite, it supports cosplayers, uh, you know, independent content creators of any kind. Uh, it supports our weird podcast, um, shares it and, uh, creates this really awesome community for creators to interact with creators. It's really cool. And so if you create something, if you're a fan of ours um, that creates something 
and would love to share that and get that out there. Um, hit us up uh, and we can get you in touch with our friend Jesse over at Game Infinite. Um, he'd be more than happy to uh, support you and what you're doing and whatnot. I mean, that's what the whole Game Infinite community is about. So uh, let us know if you fall into that, if you're interested in that. You can also just find um, Game Infinite on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff and follow them to check out what other people are doing. If you don't create something, but you're interested in supporting creators, you can do that too. Yeah. So he asks, favorite Star Wars droid? Jesse, you don't know what you're asking me. <laughs> choose! Like, I don't want you to You must choose. choose! I can't choose. You can. I can't. Go with your, go with your gut instinct. Uh, favorite droid, go. IG-88. Yeah, figured. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does Maul count? No, no. <laughs> the bottom Cybernet- half of Maul. No, yeah, his legs. Yes. Yes. I apparently. love his legs. Apparently. Um, but yeah. IG88. 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 Because he was what started this whole mess. Um. Yeah, I feel like oh, I'm trying to think if there's any other droids I can really, really think of. Um. Not. I mean, it's probably, it's got to be IG-88. It's got to be. IG-11, a.k.a. Iggy. Iggy boy. Is very, very cool. Yes. But he's a very different character. He's a he's a much more lawful Nurse evil. Nurse protect. Than, he, than IG-88. IG-88 is chaotic evil. He is just which straight Which makes up. him way more interesting. <laughs> exactly. It's like the first Terminator movie. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So amazing. So good. And, like, if... It might be nostalgia goggles, mm-hmm. but he has the best story. In oh yeah, the I mean, well, and, yeah, and, well, and I mean, there's even room that it still exists. Oh, in yeah. my opinion, I agree. Like, Until it's overwritten, I think it still exists. Yeah, it's that's how I based it. on the concept of I think, therefore I am. Exactly, and if which that is doesn't make scary. you want, it's Blade Runner, exactly, meets Terminator, exactly, exactly meets I have no mouth but I must scream. It, there you go. Story that you've never read and refused to. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. I've told you to read that story. What is times. it? I have no mouth, but I must scream. I mean, you've told me about it, but like, I haven't outright refused to read it. Is it a book? It's a short story. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'll okay. pick it up. Cool. I'll okay. give it to you. Cool. All right. What's your answer? Mine? Yeah, IGDA. Oh, dope. Yeah, there's not another cool droid like that. Uh, I mean, there's there are okay. cool droids. It's Wait, the same what? thing with like... Your favorite character well, is not necessarily the character that you identify most with. You're Chopper. Okay, sir. I was gonna say, yeah, like if I have to pick a different answer, it'd probably you know, be Chopper. Yeah, it would. It would probably. Be, um, I do love Roger too, though. But Roger is precious. Yeah, like you said, I, I'm I'm Chopper. I'm a grumpy old murder bot. You really are. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to admit it, but I think I would just be a regular old battle droid. <laughs> You'd be Roger. You would be Roger. Hi everyone. I'm just happy to be here. Exactly. I just say the first thing that comes to my brain. Um, Look, it's Grievous. Back to Brady. Again, some people really took advantage of sending in multiple questions, and we're grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic. It would not be May the 4th without a good old Star Wars question. Classic question. Who shot first? Han! Yes. Moving the, on. The question is not who shot first, but who shot, and it's always just Han. It's just Han. That, I'm not a big... Well... I'm not a big default to the original originals mm-hmm. person, but that's the one thing where yes. I'm like, no, it it's as it was in the original. The point of that scene is to show that Han is goading and that Han is just 
dope as heck. Exactly. Well, and then I think Solo really grounds in that that is the definitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can watch it however you want, sure, but I choose to believe that yeah. only Han shot because he's yes. just that guy. And I'm glad that the line was not said, but his advice was going to be shoot first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But I love that Han shot first. <laughs> exactly. Because he doesn't listen. Oh, my gosh. Because he's Han. Solo is such a good solo. movie. It's so good. It's so good. Dryden Voss. Did you know that Dryden Voss was in that episode of Clone Wars? Uh, what? <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. That one got... <laughs> yes, of course. Who else Sorry. looks that sassy and has those cheekbones? Um, Back to Jesse. If you can't tell, we're just kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, who would win between Phantom Menace Mall, so this is a Ooh. specific era of Mall, and the Rise of Skywalker Ray? So Ray in her prime, and arguably Maul at his prime. I disagree. I think I think that Clone Wars Maul is prime Maul because he's not trying to please Palpatine anymore. Well, he is kind of, but I, he's, I, I would argue that he's more refined i guess yeah he's got like he's an angry boy he's angry in in episode one so i feel like by the clone wars he's i mean he talks more so i feel like right there is enough to show he's more in control of his emotions exactly and that is dangerous Mm -hmm. like i feel like maul could talk ray into doing something for him he's very convincing sam witwer is a very convincing man i mean his chin alone makes me want to do bad things Okay, maybe Sam Witwer don't come on our <laughs> I might be out of a husband. Wait, what, what was it? Oh, yeah, we've got to say Maul like 50 times apparently and gets here. Uh, so, okay, well, but he, regardless of Prime Maul, okay, that's a different thing. Prime but Maul. Phantom Menace Maul. Phantom Menace Maul. Versus the Rise of Skywalker Ray. It's, I feel, uh, no, I'll, I'll okay. let you go first because you're, you're the Maul fan. I love Maul too, but you know. Yeah, Maul has an infinite amount of training at this point. Well, not mm-hmm. an infinite amount, but like. He has been shaped into a killing machine mm-hmm. at this point. Like he's trained so hard and he is so angry. Mm, you're right. That like, I feel like it would be a very hard, like w- Ray with no training. It would be a hard battle. Because mm-hmm. like, you're not fighting Kylo Ren who's just tall and that's his advantage <laughs> you're fighting five four right park yeah that's the that was the first person we met that day that oh, yeah. i was on eyeline with and yeah. i felt so happy <laughs> um but yeah like i feel like he's it's like some kid with a stick fighting um what's his face errol flynn <laughs> wow um and i'm not biased i don't necessarily disagree and my thing is thinking about it we haven't really seen ray operate with a lightsaber outside of a fight with ben and i feel like she and ben are so united yes you know they are a dyad i feel like there's a part of the force in every battle that they have where theirs is much more a battle Mm -hmm. of will than necessarily skill i think the rise of skywalker definitely showed off she's gotten much better with a lightsaber and everything mm-hmm. but i feel like there's i feel like maul could definitely keep up with her so it's exactly it's really hard that's my point it's really hard um like but i also feel like ray would be unconventional enough like obi-wan was very true that would cut, catch him off guard because he was just so into i'm powerful and strong and i can crush these these jedi mm-hmm. 
I've been sniffing ashes. Yeah. Like read the comics. He couldn't see out of the bounds of wait, that's not a Jedi move or that, you know, like he was easily caught off guard. And I feel like Ray pulled off some things in the rise of Skywalker that because she's open-minded, like we've talked about, she'd try it just cause, and she could, I, I feel like it'd be, it would come down to who can get who on an unexpected move. Like Ahsoka. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, I think with a character like Maul and with Ray, I feel like it comes down to doing something they can't fathom mm-hmm. uh, and, and just taking that advantage, yeah. you know, from, from catching them off guard. Yeah, because Maul thrives on knowing stuff. He thrives on like, I know exactly what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, Obi-Wan being unconventional, that's what, you know, helped cut him in half. Absolutely. Um I mean, and even when he takes down, when, even when Obi-Wan takes down Grievous, I mean, I don't think Grievous ever expected, oh, that lights it, that, that blaster's a threat to me. Mm-hmm. He's always operating on, well, no, it's lightsabers. Lightsabers is so many wind. arms. And that was what was so interesting about how he got taken down was, it was with something you didn't expect. Like, like how do you get past a guy with four lightsabers? A blaster? Mm-hmm. Really? So, uh, yeah, I feel like Obi-Wan is the answer without being involved because it's his unconventional yeah. nature when it comes to dueling that I think either character could do. So yeah. I, for me, I mean, it could really, again, go either way. I really do think so. Uh, my gut says Ray though. So that's just me. Yeah. But I mean, t- Maul's a tough cookie. So as much as I love my angry boy, I know it would probably be Ray too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure no matter what she did, he would live. So. Honestly, I mean, she'd honestly probably heal him. So. Right? <laughs> Give him some legs. Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, so I believe we have reached um, the last question. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> it's a longer episode, but it's been a great one. Um, the last one's a little easy. Um, Jesse asked best lightsaber color. I'd go so far as to even just say favorite, I guess. I mean, you know, what's your preferred color? My preferred color is red. Yes. My favorite color is yellow. Mm-hmm. That's just my favorite color. Mm-hmm. So yellow. Best but lightsaber also color, red. black. Easy. Yeah. The dark saber wins. The dark saber will always it's win. It's <laughs> the coolest lightsaber. Yeah. Um, I all right. Have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, you're fine. What? I was going to say, I have two red kyber crystals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we are definitely uh, open to doing this again in the future. We had a lot of fun. Um, it was really good. And a lot of good questions from you guys. And I definitely think um, next time we could definitely uh, get more uh, and do more. Um, and so if you enjoyed it, let us know and we'll see about doing another one of these, maybe down the road for something casual. Um, you know, who knows? Uh, no real plans. We've got, uh, I I put on Twitter and and it's true. We have about seven weeks worth of planning done so far for the podcast. So right now it's not right around the corner that we would do another one of these, but, um, I feel like if it's good stuff, you don't want to necessarily do it all at once. So, uh, but let us know. Um, and also, uh, wherever you're checking this out, YouTube, um, or whatever podcast platform, um, just, uh, rate review, like all that good stuff. 
uh, and subscribe for more there and share it if you really like it um, to let other people know. Um, we always love finding new friends and, and new fans in the community. And that only happens when people share stuff. And it's um, really awesome um, to see people loving what we do so much that they want other people to see it. That's really cool. Um, and so, yeah. And so hopefully you've got um, some really good Star Wars Day plans. I mean, obviously, um, yeah. Clone Wars finale, Mandalorian special. Calling my brother. Lots of cool stuff. I mean, there's there's lots of things happening um, that make it special. But um, do something for you that makes Star Wars Day special. Watch your favorite movie. Talk about your favorite character. Anything and anything yeah. um, that Love makes more. you happy. Exactly. Whatever makes you happy. As long as it's legal and moral. All right. Well, until next time, guys, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been your mall. Okay. May the force be with you. <laughs>